Well, good morning, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Beyond the Bench. Um, this is Aaron Stecker, and excited to join you here today. And I've got to be honest with you, I've learned that I am not as tech savvy as I thought I was here this morning. Um, hey, this is one of our quick one-on-one -on -one discussions here. I'm excited to welcome to our podcast today, Deanne Kramer. She is the Activities Director at Pleasant Valley High School, part of the Mississippi Athletic Conference. Um, excited to have you on the podcast, Deanne. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for offering me the opportunity and look forward to talking about something we both have a strong passion for. Well, we certainly have that. And we've, we've certainly been down the path together on some, uh, as a part of this journey. And we'll certainly catch up and, and just get a, give you a chance to talk about your journey and your path and, and how you've gotten to where you're at today. Uh, before we get started though, just a couple of bills to pay. I wanna thank our season sponsors uh, for joining us on this, this journey we call Beyond the Bench. I wanna thank Superfan, Dipper, Varsity Bound, Hometown Ticketing and Jamie Beckler and the Leadership Playbook for joining us as season sponsors. We certainly couldn't do Beyond the Bench the way we do it without their support. Uh, we appreciate all they do for high school athletics and high school athletic directors across the country and making our jobs easier, making us look better and look smarter than we really are as ADs. And we all know that's true. Uh, Deanne's smiling at me right now, but we all know that's true. They, they make us look good from time to time. I also want to thank GOATS Fundraising uh, for their support this year as well. So we've got an opportunity to uh, work with those sponsors. Uh, we certainly recommend them. And uh, if you got questions about any of them, get a hold of Todd, Scott, and myself, and, and we can certainly help you out as well. All right. So Deanne Kramer, AD at Plus Valley. Um, I'm going to start things off. First of all, let's just, let's just meet Deanne Kramer a bit for those who maybe haven't spent as much time around you. Uh, just talk about your journey, your path uh, as an educator and a coach and an AD. So I'm entering my 32nd year in education. I started in 1990 as a middle school science teacher in rural Missouri. Um, was a teacher coach. You know, you talk about your initial contracts, and boy, you thought, you know, uh, $20,000 contract with uh, four coaching stipends at about $1,000 a piece uh, was pretty amazing at that time. And, and so you just kind of look back and, and you laugh at where you started and, and where you currently are. I spent 11 years in the classroom, um, went from rural uh, Missouri to the Davenport Public Schools, had a fantastic experience there, but I was a collegiate golfer and always aspired to coach at the collegiate level. So I had the opportunity to um, temporarily leave the classroom to uh, coach at the collegiate level. And I was at the University of New Mexico as an assistant in the 90s. And then I recognized that was really not the direction that I wanted to go in life. And so I had the opportunity to return to the Davenport School District, um, of which I, I continued to um, love my classroom experience. But I, I had that desire to look at that administrative component. I got a little taste of it at the University of New Mexico. I, I worked in football operations as well. So I started to inquire about um, the athletic director, activities director role. And so while teaching junior high, I um, was offered the opportunity to be the junior high athletic director um, at the building that I was at in Davenport. And it was a great place to start. It was just a small scope of, of the magnitude of the job. And so through my conversations with the Iowa Department of Ed and the BOEE, I learned that 
a master's in athletic administration did not meet the requ requirements in the state of Iowa. So at that point, then I, I started working on my second master's in educational administration um, so that I would be uh, ready if and when the opportunity surfaced. So during that journey, um, after completing my master's in educational administration and obtaining my principal uh, certification, I had the opportunity to serve as athletic director and assistant principal at Davenport Central. Um, and then I went from Davenport Central to Iowa City City High. Um, and, and, and I landed at Pleasant Valley High School, um, was married during that period of time. My husband owns a business in Clinton, Iowa. And so Eastern Iowa was a place I knew that I was going to be for the rest of my life. Um, I've had three amazing experiences. The life of an athletic director is the same. Um, you deal with the same situations, the personalities, um, the physical appearance is just a little different, um, but they were vastly different in the dynamic in each of those different school districts. Um, Davenport multi-high school district um, dealt with a lot of diversity and socioeconomic extremes. Um, Iowa City at that point was a two high school district and um, that district dealt with the university and higher education and the politicalness of the community. And now here at Pleasant Valley High School, again, our, our diversity in terms of nationality, representation and spoken language um, is amazing. And I learned something every day from the students that walk the halls and the families that are part of our district. So, so they've all been um, uh, um, a great learning experience, but at the end of the day, uh, the bottom line is it's really about the kids and the experiences that they have in activity-based educational programs. Well, thanks for sharing all that, Dan. You really have had a, an amazing journey and anybody who's been around you and spent any time around you understands how hard you work and how passionate you are about the profession of educational athletics. You also spent time with the State AD Association on the board uh, as well, making sure that we, we kept track of the money and did the right things with the money. And, and talk about that a little bit here before we jump in. Just what, what maybe compelled you to, to be a part of the, the IHS ADA and, and serve in the role you did on the board? When I was hired at Davenport Central back in 2002, uh, my colleagues in the Mississippi Athletic Conference, uh, Scott Maimons at Clinton, Denny Johnson at North Scott, um, they were tremendous role models and mentors for me. And the first thing they did was encourage me to be a member of the state association and then get involved at the district level, which was slowly learning about the organization and everything the organization did for athletic directors and the support and the networking that was available since so we're not all on an island by ourselves. So I started um, serving as a district officer in the Southeast and really enjoyed that experience. And I will never forget the day we were at an office meeting in Boone and Gary Ross, who was um, an executive board member and Bob Sweeney from Atlantic uh, took me into an office and said, we've got a great idea for you. Why don't you run for treasurer of the Iowa High School Athletic Directors Association? And we talked about what that would entail. And so I did, and I was elected and served nine years. And the greatest um, benefit to being in that role is um, getting a chance to meet everybody from all walks of life in all the different communities uh, across the state of Iowa. And every year when I would get the registration, I would go, boy, I've never heard of this school before. And that's because you're not aware a lot of times of the consolidation that's taking place all over the state. 
So it really kept me current um, in terms of what's happening around the entire state. Uh, and then during that period of time, I was approached about serving on some of the national committees. And so I, I was a member of the original um, equity committee, and then it transferred into uh, citizenship. And now it is titled student services. And it's been very progressive in really being on the forefront of some of the challenges that schools and students face across the country as it relates to equity, citizenship, bullying, and suicide, just, just services that we can help provide for our student athletes along their journey. Um, and then my latest um, connection to, I would say higher level um, athletic administration was being elected to the Iowa Girls Athletic Union Board of Directors. And there uh, is a requirement that there has to be a female at large member and so I, I was appointed upon the death of a member and then have been reelected uh, twice uh, since that appointment. So that's been a phenomenal experience being um, in, in the know and being part of some of the historic changes uh, that are being made in Iowa in athletics has, has really been a, a lot of fun. Um, and anytime you're Anytime your name comes up in the checkbox of do you want Deanne Kramer to continue, uh, please vote yes. She's a tremendous uh, advocate for our kids, for our coaches, and for us as ADs um, with the Girls Union uh, on that board. So thank you for your service there. Two burning questions for me here, Deanne, before we jump into to our, our regular four questions on this. Um, first of all, you said you started in rural Missouri, and I don't know that I've known that. So where in rural Missouri? So I started in Hannibal, Missouri in 1990. Okay. All right, Hannibal, Missouri. So you're a Mark Twain fan. I am a Mark Twain fan. There you go. Absolutely, yes. I, I had to ask that because I spent three years just south of St. Louis in Hillsborough, Missouri. I actually drove through Hannibal all the time coming back and forth home from Iowa. So um, I just had to ask that question. Second question is, for those people out there, our viewers who might have a four-person best shot, golf tournaments coming up and things like that, are your services available for hire? And what's the going rate to have Deanne Kramer on your team so you win? I wish I could say I have the time to commit to my golf game <laughs> uh, that I used to have, but the nature of this job and summer sports has really uh, put a damper on my ability to practice. Now, if I get to use the forward tees, I, I still think I can hold my own. Like yeah, person, you can. But, but, but if it's, you know, uh, that, that's not given to me, then, you know, it, it's a little bit of a different story, but I'm always up for a good golf game Yeah, if you and have a little bit golf, of wagering a lot and a little bit yes. of wagering along the way, a, a little, a little bit of wagering, just a little bit of wagering. If you haven't played golf with Deanne, you should sign up for that someday. She's fun to watch play golf and, and she's awful lot of fun to play with. So, all right. Um, jump in a few things here. First, I'm going to give you a chance to brag a bit about the Spartans because boy, did you guys have, just a fantastic school year, which means I know, I mean, your school year, the 2021 school year ended for you about what, nine days ago? Six nine days? days ago. Yeah, so just talk about your year. Um, what a year you guys have had. Those are fun ones. And you've had several years in a row on that, but really special one this last year. Given that we came off uh, uh, really the, the shutdown and the challenges um, that we've all faced with COVID, um, it, it's hard to describe. Uh, we were uh, present in 18 of the 21 state championships, whether it was individual or team 
uh, cheer dance, and we have a phenomenal trap program. We're also represented at state level. Dance won a state championship. It was the first time in over 20 years. Uh, Pleasant Valley football made it to the dome, which is the final four. Boys basketball advanced to uh, the state quarterfinals. We won our first ever boys state soccer championship. That was our first ever state qualifying team to make it to state, let alone win a state championship. And then to cap it off with baseball, softball state quarterfinalists, track and field girls, state runner up, boys and girls golf, both state runners up, boys team tennis, third place, um, cross country. I, it, it was just a phenomenal year. That um, was an awful lot of fun and the bar is certainly very high. Say, so how do you, um, one of the things not, you know, when you have one of those years, one of those years that your school committee looks back and say, boy, that's one of the best years we've ever had. Um, how do you, what kind of conversations maybe are you having with your coaches um, going into this year? Because certainly now everybody, well, let's do that again. And, and, and these are different teams with different leaders are going to have a, a, a totally different journey. Um, but, the, you know, how do you manage the expectations of can you repeat last year? But knowing as we know that, boy, that high school, uh, that, that's a revolving door and the kids turn over and it's, it's very different, but it's hard for the community not to carry that over. What kind of conversations do you have to, to keep it balanced and have everybody recognize that 21-22 is different than 2021? I think coaches understand how special it is to win a state championship and to have success. They recognize a lot of things have to go the right way. Um, lack of injuries, kids making good decisions. It, there, there, there's a little element of luck that has to go along with great coaching, kids working hard, buy-in, commitment, coachability. So I, I think the coaching staff in general has an understanding of what that looks like and how special that is. I, I think the community at times doesn't recognize everything that goes into the years and years of training and preparation um, that, that kids have and the sheer like of one another um, and, and a lot of the chemistry things that go along with success. Uh, so, so I think there are a lot of conversations that take place um, publicly at player parent meetings, collectively as a staff, uh, but as many times as you have those conversations, um, the expectations are still high and you still want to be successful um, in everything that you do. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree. All right, we're talking with Deanne Kramer. She's the activities director at Pleasant Valley High School. Um, let's get into our four questions that we're asking our, our, uh, our ADs on these quick one-on-ones. So um, question one. Uh, the, the big one. So what drives you, Dan? What, what's your why when the alarm clock goes off? And when, you're probably one of those people that doesn't need an alarm clock. You just wake up at four o'clock. Here we go. Um, what's your why when the feet hit the ground, Dan? What's driving you forward every day? My why, and, and, and to be honest, Aaron, when I read the questions, when you sent that to me, it really gave me a lot of pause. And um, in my commuting in and out every day, I've really thought about um, the four questions that you pose. And at the end of the day, my why is really about our students and my belief that student activities and athletics are experiences that teach lessons in life 
that you can't learn in the classroom. And because my heart and soul believes that, it's very easy for my passion and my emotion to want the same experiences for our students that I know I learned from student activities. So really at the end of the day, it, it's always about the kids. Yeah, I would have known that about you. Um, you are somebody who's always been willing to go above and beyond and do all the extra things to make sure that happens for your kids. Um, and, and not just uh, for you, I would say not, not just the select few, you've been such an advocate for all kids. Um, no matter their role, no matter their experience um, coming into it, if they want to be a part of one of your programs, you've worked your tail off to, to make sure they all have the opportunity to have a great experience. Um, so I've known that to be your why for a long time. All right, question two. This isn't always easy for you. Um, I knew this question, you were the, I don't want to talk about that, so, but you have to brag about yourself a little bit, Deanne. So what is it you think that you do well as an AD that probably drive, you've had success everywhere you've gone. So what, what is it you do well that you think drives that success? Well, it, that, that is a tough question. Um, I think it's forward thinking. I think it's planning for what might happen, what should happen, what could happen, what I hope will happen. I think it's organization relationship building, willing to have tough conversations when needed, um, and, and, and not afraid to show emotion if I need to show emotion, and to own that I made a bad decision and can accept having to say, I'm sorry, I dropped the ball, this was my fault, asking for help when I need it. Um, and, and you know, surrounding myself with good people. I know that's kind of a, um, an overused term, but I have an amazing coaching staff, uh, unbelievable higher administrative team that has uh, given me the, the ability to do what I love to do. They're there when I need them, but, 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 they, but they let me um, excel and expect me to excel. Um, it wouldn't be a podcast if I didn't ask a follow-up question. So I want to come back to one of the things that I, um, and I, I, I have, I'll, I'll preface this by the following. When Deanne was in the NBC with us, if there was a difficult conversation to be had, we all turned and looked at Deanne and say, hey, would you be willing to have that conversation? And you were always willing to do that because you've always been somebody who's not afraid to say, hey, look, this isn't going right. Let's figure out why and how do we fix it? Um, that's one of the hardest things as an AD out there, I think, to do, because we have to have tough conversations sometimes with our athletes, sometimes with our coaches, sometimes with some of our parents, our community members that are attending games, maybe that aren't meeting our expectation. What's one of the key things for our listeners out there, Dan, you'd say that has made, they're never easy to have, but if they've got a difficult conversation coming up, what's one thing you think that, that gives you a better chance of those coming out with a positive outcome? Two things, I think, I, I think the existing relationship um, and the work to have um, a, a mutual respectful relationship with the individual that you're, you're gonna have to have the, the conversation with, I, I think that's important. And I think it's all approach. Um, is it a let's learn together, let's have an open-ended conversation and listen to each other. And at the end of the day, there has to be a line that's drawn in the sand 
but whatever that line is, can you walk away from each other and respect the decision, understand the position of the individual that you're having that tough conversation with, and, and try to understand why their position is the way that it is. And, and sometimes you can, and sometimes you really can't. Um, and those are the really tough ones when, when they don't see, um, and, and you try a variety of different angles to, to convey the message or be a part of behavior change. Um, and, and those are the really, really difficult ones because at some point with our leadership role, we have to be the ones to say, I'm sorry, but it is going to have to be this way. Um, and I'd be more than happy to talk with you again about it tomorrow. Take some time to reflect, take a few days, let's revisit. Um, but I think the calmer and more compassionate and empathetic you are during those tough conversations, um, the better they may end. Yeah. I think sometimes it's very easy to brussel up and, and then it becomes a power struggle. And at the end of the day, that's not really what you want. You, you want the conversation or the individual to um, feel as if they've been heard, understand their position, and, um, and, and hopefully work together uh, to, to come up with you know, the, the best possible solution. And something you've um, uh, over the years. Um, all right, question three, what is it the end going into the 21-22 school year professionally, personally for you that you're focusing on being better at moving forward? I struggle with delegation to be quite honest. Um, <laughs> I, I that, that's just an area that, that for me, this has been my life. I love it. Um, and I really struggle delegating what I believe responsibilities that I'm, I should be able to delegate like lower level student athletics. I still go to all level, lower level student athletics. Um, I think it's important that they see and their family see that I value what we do at the ninth grade level, what we do at the JV level. And um, I burn the candle at both ends and that's a strength and a weakness. Um, so, so delegating is an area that I am um, really looking at focusing on and technology it is another area that I really need to grow. And, and part of that is um, I believe in those conversations to me, problem solving, sitting across from each other or around a table is a better way than shooting an email back that is emotionless, can, uh, can uh, be interpreted with tone. And um, when people sit around a table, they can see emotion, they can see passion. If, if somebody made a bad decision or said something they shouldn't have said, you can genuinely see I'm really sorry. I, I, I didn't mean it the way that it came across. So um, those are some of the challenges that I have for our coaching staff is to have more in-person meetings, pick up the phone and call versus getting into that, that, that um, written dialogue. So um, technology for me has been a challenge um, and, and that's definitely an area that I need to continue to grow. But, but my old school is I would rather sit across from somebody and have that heartfelt conversation uh, versus ding, 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 send. I laughed 
Dan, because you said technology and I had to laugh because I, I guess I, I mentioned on, on the top that I learned I'm not as technologically savvy as I thought. I'm supposed to record on our Zoom meeting and I couldn't get it to record. I shift the host controls to Deanne, she pushes record and it goes right away. So clearly um, you're not as inept at technology as you might let on to be Deanne. You, you could get the Zoom to work today. Well, uh, Steck, the question is going to be is, once I stop recording, <laughs> where is it? What are we I didn't doing? actually save it anywhere. So this might be in the big giant cloud that neither one of us are gonna be able to find. Well, we'll give it to Todd and Scott, they can figure it. Jarvis can solve any problem like that. He, He'd probably hack into your computer and go find it for you if we can't figure it out, so. No question, Scott Jarvis is the man when it comes to being tech savvy. He, he is, he is. All right, Dan, our last question is our favorite here at Beyond the Bench. Um, you know, you, I always say this, I'm not gonna say you're old, Dan, because you're not, um, definitely not at heart. You've been doing it for a while though. Um, and so you've had time to reflect and you're moving on to that stage of your career. So being in that stage, if you look back now to a younger, Dan Kramer, what advice would you give your younger self knowing what you know now? I think if I, if, if I had to give that advice, especially to um, our young colleagues, enjoy your time with students in the classroom, be the coach that you always wanted to be, because once you leave the classroom and leave the ranks of coaching, the job becomes so administrative that you really have to work exceptionally hard um, to have impact daily on students and be able to make a difference in the lives of your students individually and holistically. Um, when I left the classroom, I wasn't ready. The Davenport Central job opened up and I thought, you know what, what a great opportunity for me to go through the process so that when I am ready and feel like it's time for me to go, I'll have an understanding of what I need to know, what I need to be prepared for. And when they called and offered me the opportunity, I was like, wow, do I just jump in with both feet and, and take the risk? And I'm so grateful that I did. But 22 years of 15 hours a day, a lot of days, six to seven days a week, um, that gets to be a lot of time. And the older I get, um, the more I have, um, enjoyed spending time when my husband and I can get away for a short period of time. And, and the older I get, you want to still be able to travel the world and do the things that you love while you're still healthy. So, so my note to self would be get in the profession because I love it. I, I wouldn't want to do anything else, but wait a little bit, wait yeah. until I, I have more worldly and life experiences because my first couple of years, I didn't have a lot of things to fall back on when I was having to make some really tough decisions because I had never experienced them myself in, yeah. in my short life. So that would be one of the things um, that I would say to self. And the other thing that I would say to self is, it is a phenomenal experience. You have the opportunity to touch a lot of lives and it's certainly well worth it. You're gonna have bumps in the road. You're gonna cry on the way home. Um, but, but at the end of the day, it's about watching kids achieve uh, dreams. Yes, it is. So, hey, we've been talking to Deanne Kramer. She's the AD at Pleasant Valley uh, High School. Uh, Deanne, thanks for joining us. Uh, pleasure to touch base with you again. We don't get to talk enough, it seems like, anymore, but great to see you, great to visit with you, and, and thanks for sharing your experiences so that the rest of us can learn. 
Well, Aaron, thank you so much for uh, offering me the opportunity. And again, ADs out there, if there is any way that I can be of assistance or use any of my experiences to help you along your journey, please don't hesitate to reach out. Give me a call, shoot me a note, drop me a text, and uh, I'll be right there with you along your journey. All right, that's Dan Kramer. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for listening out there. This has been another one-on-one -on -one, uh, Beyond the Bench session. And uh, if you've ever got questions or want to touch base with Scott, Todd, not or I, you can certainly reach out to us. Um, we want to be there to help you out as much as we possibly can be. Thanks for joining us on this episode of Beyond the Bench. Uh, be better and be blessed. Thanks.